everybody, and welcome to another episode of Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Episode 10. How are you today, Chaparro? Hey, I'm doing good, Richie. How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, we just got, you know, this past week we watched the first, not game, we got, well, I would say we watched the preview of what's going to happen. Like, I know. I know. I think it was fun, man. Uh, just walking in and looking at everything that's there, man. It was just uh, an amazing feeling. It was pretty cool how, how many people showed up, too. So we can just imagine on the actual real game on Saturday. Saturday, yes. yeah. Yes. However, there are a couple of people that have experienced those games Ooh. in person. Oh, yes. And that's something that I'm like, all right, we have to do this and get them here because it's it'll be cool to hear their experience, and, you know, and, and how everything started for them and what's going on. So our guests today are Roma Desai. She's gone to every away game since the season started. And we also have Serafina Lopez. She is the board of Los Verdes. Am I correct? Los Verdes, yes. Thanks for having us, guys. Hey, uh, before we get started, um, I just want to do a little, I would say, for what happened this weekend in Austin, yeah. uh, there was a, a, another shooting uh, I don't know the exact details, but, you know, we just want to wish everyone, you know, to stay safe and be careful. If you go out, you know, just be safe and and live life, but li live it responsibly. Um, we're all still living through getting out of the pandemic, which is hard enough. And this type of situations don't help because there are n our other normal was the shootings that were happening before the pandemic. So hopefully... As we move on, we can all think about, you know, this type of situations. And if anyone needs help, um, let us know. We can try to get you help or get with a friend, you know. That way you don't feel like you're alone in this situation. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always sad hearing about things like that, especially here in our, you know, Austin. We really don't want any, any of those kind of news, you know, happening here. But unfortunately... Uh, it happened here this past um, weekend. Uh, there were 14 uh, injured. Right, right. And um, let's let's hope that uh, it stops. It doesn't right. happen. Yes, indeed, indeed. Because we don't need it. Uh, we've already lost so many with the with the pandemic. So, um, just you know, everybody, Todd's prayers, and hopefully there's some solutions that happen in the paper as well. And from that, let's move on to the fun part of the episode. So, uh, Roma and Serafina. Serafina, can you guys share a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, a little of your background, like where you're from originally, if you're from Austin, and, you know, when did you come? And also, if you have any other fun, fun facts or hobbies about you you would like to share? Uh, sure. This is Roma. I grew up outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania, um, home of The Office and Joe Biden, uh, but I moved to Austin about five years ago now. I have two brothers who live here, and they've lived here for um, several of, several more years than me. But that's that's what brought me here was family. And um, outside of uh, supporting Austin FC, I I love sports. Um, almost every sport I'll watch. I follow, you know, baseball, college basketball, soccer. And um, I enjoy, I'm a bit of a sneakerhead, so I enjoy a little bit of customizing shoes on the side. That's cool. Are you like every time something drops, you're 
they're ready to buy it. <laughs> I, I'd love to be, but uh, it's so hard to get those drops. I think that's why I, I kind of went into, you know, painting shoes myself. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I follow all that. I'd, I'd love to get those drops. It's just uh, I don't have that in yet. So. A, little, a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when does Jesus come out? <laughs> and how about you, Serafina? Yeah, so I am originally from Dallas and grew up playing soccer my entire life. You know, spent every weekend out in the soccer fields and everything and ended up down in Austin because I went to school down in San Marcos and was here every weekend for sure, and just knew that I was going to end up here and, and wind up in this awesome, awesome city. You went to Texas State? I did. You're the second guest that we have that has from, gone from to Texas State. Yeah, let's go Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> what year did you graduate? I graduated in 2015. Okay, cool, cool. Nice, nice. Um, so, Scranton. <laughs> There's, you know, it's very famous now because of the office. That's right, yeah. Well, how was life before the office? Life before the office was quiet. Um, <laughs> Scranton, I, I lived outside of Scranton, so kind of a small town. Um, I'm, my parents are from India. I'm first, so my brothers and I were first generation. And, uh, so it was definitely in, interesting growing up, growing up in a small town like that, much smaller than what Austin is now. Um, but, but yeah, happy to be here and my brothers live here now. So make, making this my home. Oh, cool. Yeah. What part of India are your your family from? Uh, they're from Gujarat. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. My wife always like, she gives me crap because I don't eat Indian food. I'm so <laughs> sorry. She, she's like, man, you don't like Indian food. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no, there's so many different kinds and the spices are, are tough. So I, I can understand. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll have to, you know. <laughs> hey, but you eat the spicy on the tacos and you don't mind that. What's up? I know, man. Maybe I you know. haven't had the right kind right? of Indian food. Maybe. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> and I do have, like, like in Houston, I had Indian friends. Yeah. Um, so they actually, I went, one of them, they invited me to their graduation and there was Indian food. and I didn't eat. Yeah. So, but I was raised, like, like I know the chicken tikka masala, I yeah. ate that and with rice. But outside of that, I'm like, okay. You need to be a little more adventurous. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. My, my wife was like, you're picky. You know, it's like, I probably am. There's there's still time, so it's okay. Right, right. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, babe, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have a, you know, um, you guys have gone to, you know, if most or if not all of the Austin FC games away Uh how did everything start for you, like, going to the games? Um, going to the games. So I think when I first moved here um, in 2016, I think it was, I, I mean, I've been following soccer, you know, since I was younger. I've been, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I've been following the EPL for a long time, and I follow a lot of other, I, I, I generally pay attention to the other leagues, but... Um, Serafina's so shaking her head. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's an unfortunate Chelsea fan over here, but Ernie, Ernie's gonna like that Arsenal thing yeah. right there. <laughs> Ernie's a friend it's of ours. Friend of ours. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, you know, I grew up a sports fan. Grew up uh, following EPL, um, the women's national team, um, the men's national, U.S. men's national team as well. You know, watching World Cup and all that, and then. Um, but unfortunately, you know, and MLS is only, you know, 20, 20 or so years old. So when I grew up, 
and and where I've moved, unfortunately, none of the cities that I was living in had an MLS team at the time. So I I paid attention to the league, but I didn't have my own team to sort of follow. And um, when I moved to Austin, I was I, I went to go see actually a uh, U.S. national team game at at Haymaker, and I showed up and a little bit early, and right before, you know, the the group was getting ready to watch the game. Uh, there was there was a small group of people there who were talking about the like MLS to Austin movement there, and so I was just kind of you know listening in, paying attention, and I was like, oh okay, what well, there's maybe there's a chance that that Austin gets a team. At that time, it was still pretty you know pretty much a pipe dream, but it quickly changed. I feel like within a year, I think that you know everything sort of started to turn. But I I started following the MLS to ATX um, movement and sort of going to all those different events just to kind of to follow that. And that's when, you know, I mean, I, I was I was excited from that moment that there was even just that small possibility of a team coming here. Nice, nice. So pretty much from the beginning, you're like, I want to be part of this. Yeah, abso- absolutely. I'd been following it and then, um, you know, Last year, like like everyone, you know, the pandemic kind of hit everybody and we were all sort of stuck inside. And I mean, you know, the team had already broke ground on the stadium. Um, I I was following it on my own, but hadn't really met, you know, other people within the city. And last, I don't know if it was, you know, around May or June, I think um, Los Verdes kind of started, uh, one of the supporters groups and they were having watch parties, uh, zoom watch parties for some of the games, you know, some of the women's games, some of the other, um, Arsenal games, Chelsea games. <laughs> uh, but so I, I happened to, you know, come across, I think like a Facebook post or something about it and, and was like, Oh, let me, ch- let me check this out. See, see what it's all about. And, um, I, I mean, Instantly, it was this community feeling that I, I think sports in general, uh, you know, sports in general bring a community of people together, no, no matter what side That's of true. politics or, um, you know, yeah, w- wherever you're from, I think sports have that great um, ability to kind of bring a lot of people together. And and so, yeah, I felt that instant instant community with Los Verdes and, and got a little bit more involved with them and. And it honestly, for, you know, I think a good part of the year, all the interactions were online. And and still somehow that community aspect really reverberated uh, with everyone. And I think that's a testament to Los Verdes. That's a testament to um, Austin FC and just the excitement around this team. And, and I think it's coming at a great time for the city of Austin to be able to kind of get together and rally around something that that's all of ours all of austin's right right and uh serafina how about you like how was you know your impressions when the team first started showing up and you were hearing about it in austin yeah yeah well it was it was a little tough for me at first because like i said from dallas you know i was the fc dallas fan dallas burn fan growing up and so i mean i always knew i was going to end up in austin living my whole life here you know once i could get on my own and so hearing that there was going to be a team here, there was just this, like, strong heartbeat going on for me. Like, wow, there's going to be a, a team in the city that I'm going to spend the rest of my life in, for sure. You know, and in Dallas, they moved out to Frisco. You know, I'm actually from, you know, East Dallas, you know, you know uh, right in the Lakewood kind of Cotton Bowl Fair Park area. 
and just knowing that this team was going to be here in, in the heart of the city and be accessible to everyone too, that really just kind of lit like a fire in my heart, you know, just finally a team that the whole city can really be up behind and, and everyone can attend these games. Um, it's it's crazy because we really haven't had a chance to ask somebody outside of our group uh, about how was that feeling of knowing that we were going to have a team because before, you know, there was really nothing for us. I mean, we will play, I guess, for us was we will play soccer, you know, and that was our thing. But now we have a team that we can support. How was that for you guys? Yeah, I think, like I said, like in the beginning, it was like, all right, it's a little bit of excitement that are, there There are other people here who are excited about and trying to bring a team here. Um, but once, yeah, you know, within that year, once that turned into a real possibility, I, I mean, it was just, it was, it was like, I can't wait for that because um, I, I think, like I said, I mean, growing up, I mean, I've, I've followed soccer, but, and being an Arsenal fan, I've never been able to go see them in Europe, you right. know, I, I've seen them here, but not in Europe, in their home stadium. And um, I think that's something special, whether you are a, a longtime soccer fan, a first time fan, you know, you're, you're just seeing them for the first time, but all of us as a city are able to grow with this team. And I think to me, that was super special. And, and like I said, like, I feel like pretty early on, you could sense um, this community feeling that just everybody was excited you know there was a really big group of people who were excited it just started to spread and that it's contagious it's palpable the excitement and but yeah i mean i'm still kind of getting chills about it like when <laughs> yeah. it became real <laughs> you know yeah, like, i think we all are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like every little moment like you you guys were talking about you can see the stadium from here and you've seen the progress of it um but all those little milestones like felt so big uh, they were so big and it's just i i can't believe this week is here um, but yeah, every every little step like that from okay, we there is a chance for this team to come to okay, there, a team is coming here for sure. To all right, where are they going to play? You know, and figuring out the stadium location and aspect to breaking ground to um, seeing the stadium, you know, progress and and going to be in the stadium, seeing the fan support, seeing. Um, these supporters groups that are just showing so much passion and and heart and and seeing the entire city sort of rally around this, especially during this last year and during these times where you know we all need something like that is just it's amazing. Right. How many uh, supporter groups are there? Los Verdes, La Murga. Is there another one? There is also Austin Anthem, Oak Army in New Braunfels, the Brent Orange Brigade, which is kind of the UT-based one. And oh, there's wow. going to be plenty, plenty more popping up all the time. Are we going to have our own? What do you think, Chaparro? We'll make our own. <laughs> we're just starting, you know, it's joining us better. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. I mean, we already have, you know, this, the we have board people. of directors. Yeah, 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 we have a lot of people that will be down, so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, so from, from when the team started, you saw the stadium, you know, they decided where it's going to be located, and it's like, yes, it's like a block away from my job. Um, were you familiar with the familiar with the players as they were getting signed? So I, I was definitely familiar with the MLS players since I'd been, you know, I I watched the league and pay attention, um, and so I was. I mean, they're they're all all the MLS players we've signed for the most part. Like, I was excited about because they they had 
sort of a leadership role or were like known pretty well within their team or their or their fan base. You know, I mean, um, Diego Fagundes, like you look coming from the the uh, New England Revolution. Right. Those fans up there loved him, and that, I think, you know, that's the kind of thing you, you can tell, okay, that's going to be a player we want on our team. Um, uh, Alex Ring was the leader over in New York. They loved him there, you know, and we need that kind of leadership, especially when you're starting with a new right, team right. of all players who may have never most likely haven't played together and you're just bringing in a, a bunch of people. So I was, yeah, I was familiar with the MLS players, not so much with um, the international players, but then once we started to sign the them, I kind of, you know, started following and looking into uh, their stats a little bit and, and paying a little bit more attention to, um, to where they've come from, where, what, what teams they've played for. And uh, yeah, slowly, slowly started to obsess over it. <laughs> How about you, Serafina? Yeah, kind of the same thing, too. You know, familiar with the MLS players, not so much, you know, everyone that played uh, outside of here. But then, yeah, like Roman was saying, as soon as they announced a player, all of us and all of our groups automatically look them up on social media, start reading everything. Everyone's sharing all their stats about them, sharing pictures about them, and kind of, you know, just already starting to welcome them in into the city. Nice, nice. There's a... So for, for my case, uh, there's one player that I'm pretty familiar with, Cecilio Dominguez. Because he played for America, right. you know, the best team in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you're, you're cocky because your team just finally won after 27 years. You know it. <laughs> they, they didn't so, choke, right? They're known for choking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this time, but you know what? She said pun intended. <laughs> I, I felt that in my stomach and I heard I know. it. You could have also said something about Arsenal. That was your I chance. Know, but no, I'm not going to take advantage of that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, they came through. Um, but the thing with Cruz Azul is that um, they always, they, well, they have played different finals. They just really haven't won them. Yeah. And that says a, a lot about a team. You know, they, they're pretty solid. They're a pretty solid team that they can actually go to a lot of finals. I mean, right, right. But, yeah, finally we got one. <laughs> and it's funny because Cecilio, he actually, the, like whenever America and Cruz Azul were playing the final in 2018, Cecilio actually shot the ball and it was a rebound and then another player came from behind and then Scored took it and then he, he scored the first goal. Oh, wow, yeah. So, however, Cecilio was injured for a good while in America. He had a broken wrist and, and I was like, man, he's good. And I was like, man, but he gets injured a little too much. So, I was, that's, I was, I was a little skeptical about that and I kind of heard of Matt Bessler because of the, um, he did, well, he did, I think, uh, Kansas City. Yeah. So, and I had seen him play in Houston a couple of times when I played at Dynamo mm-hmm. back when, he used to, when I used to be a Dynamo fan. But no, not anymore. Ooh. Not anymore. Well, you used to be an even, you know, Dallas FC. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frisco. <laughs> yeah. so we're both in the same boat. Um, and and whenever they were signing the players, I was like, are they going to sign Mexican players? Cause Mexican players, there's talent, yeah. but I know they can also, they can also you know, not be 100% committed to the team. And I was like... Man, hopefully, like, if they end up signing the player, it's actually a player that it's going to come and add instead of take away. Because there's been several cases, like, this guy, this guy Fabian, Marco Fabian, he played in, you know, Philadelphia Union, and he was only there for two seasons, and he ended up going back. Yeah, but they're really expensive, though. That's, that's Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. So, and they're, they're overpriced as well. So, I'm like, okay, hopefully if we get someone, it could be someone like Bella that can bring that impact. 
Yeah, I, I think the ri- the right player definitely would could bring even more excitement right. and um, could change the team. And I know you know the summer transfer window is coming coming up, and the team has talked about looking for another DP signing. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, you, I, I think that's probably true of many players. But you're right; it's it's hard to spend that money. Yeah. Um, and then not not get a commitment. So and there's actually two players that I thought they were gonna come. One is Paulo Aguilar. Paulo Aguilar. He plays on the on the right side, and he's he's a guy that's like very strong and you know pretty pretty quick for for his experience and you know for his two championships that he got against Cruz Azul. <laughs> I feel like he could have been great. And then the other one is Layun. He was actually in town during during uh, Christmas. That's right. He was yeah. on vacation, yeah. and yeah. I was like. I am so hoping this is going to happen. Everybody was like, he's going to come, he's going to come. And we I was all like, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I, think, I mean, he was posting all over Austin. We thought that was, you know, yeah. going to be a signing pretty quick. But. Even that picture he shared of the, the, the Crest logo and everything yeah. at Trail of Lights. We're like, oh, yeah, he's coming. He's, but and remember, I, no, we, we have to blame everything on Layun, so. But I mean, <laughs> the, the, the championship that we won against Cruz Food, he scored a penalty, so it's his fault. <laughs> So and it's like those two. I was like, man, hopefully they come, and that didn't happen. But it's all good. Uh, I do think that the players that we got from the not playing together, like they're playing pretty well, um, and then a lot of them are still young. Like I, I would say the the average age, it's under twenty five. So the only older one is probably Bessler. Yeah. So, but it's good, you know. And and for me, Stauber, like I had never heard of him. And seeing him, you know, doing what he's doing right now, saving us several times, it's kind of like, eventually that's going to pay off. Because when we get yeah. to the playoffs, you need a goalie that can step up and, and, you know, block as much as he can. So that's good, you know, like, I'm happy for that. Um, so what what do you think about the, uh, when the, you know, the team, you know, they decided on the location. Like, do you feel like it was a good location? Do you feel like eh, it could have been somewhere else? Yeah, I think I I know there was sorry a lot sorry. Of, what do y'all think? Yeah. <laughs> I know there was a, a lot of interest and in push originally for a downtown location, and um, I mean I, I think where they ended up here, kind of in North Austin, might even be a blessing in disguise. I mean the you know there's some things that that can be better. Parking's not great, but parking would have been much worse. I think downtown. And um, I think this is, it's a good location in the sense that it allows some of the more northern areas um, of Austin or, you know, Cedar Park, Round Rock to also still be involved and also get um, some of the southern folks still involved. It's not, you know, it's more of a central location. And um, I think, you know, selfishly too, I, I live only about two miles away, so that that works out, but I think uh, I, I I do think it's a it's a good location, and personally think it's better than the original downtown location. I think that would have been a mess um, yes. to yeah, to get to, so. yeah. And and right. that's also it's closer to uh, you know while the seasons don't line up, it's closer to UT, and you're just dealing with a lot more traffic in that area. And um, uh, yeah, I I think this is a, it's a pretty good location, right. What about you, Serafina? What do you feel? I I love the location, honestly, because when you look at Austin, anywhere you're at, it's not that far from each other. You don't mind driving across town because there's so many different ways to go. You can go 35, Mopac. If Mopac's busy, you take 360 all the way up and everything. You know, 
everything's accessible in Austin. So even people that live down south, like I, I live down south right now, it's not that far to get up here, you know, and people travel all around Austin all the time. You know, everyone loves to go to the domain. No matter where you're at in Austin, you know, you'll, you'll drive to the domain, you know. True, true. <laughs> uh, I think it's an awesome location. True. And then, like, another thing is, like, like here there's several small breweries that I'm pretty sure during COVID they were affected, and they were actually – trying to get them to stay alive. Yeah. And I don't know if they there were programs that actually helped them stay alive because there were some grants for restaurants and, and food and beverage industry. And like my boss, I was like, man, hopefully hopefully they can make it to the to whenever the stadium and the team comes because they're going to blow in business. And when the pandemic started, Hobbs Quad wasn't even open yet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hopefully that place opens because it's like right in front of them. And then little by little, you see them open and... I was like, okay, cool. And now they're hosting all the, you know, major events. So, yeah, we we love Hop Squad um, and the and the entire staff over there. And yeah, I mean, they've they've been great to Los Verdes. We we just love going over there. They're in a perfect spot. Um, you know, not too far from the stadium. Stadium's and right there. Yeah, and, and they're yeah. a great great group great group of people there. So, um, yeah, happy happy for them and and the rest of the brewery community around right. there that they were able to kind of um, make do during the pandemic because uh, that was rough on a, a lot of the service industry in Austin. Yeah. And, yes. and so, um, yeah, hope I'm, I'm glad that they're able to see kind of the other side of it. Yeah. Hop, right. Hop Squad, that's an amazing place. You know, the, yes. the view in the stadium is right there mm-hmm. and they got hit pretty hard, but um, Hop Squad, Greg, he's, he's the manager there. He's been in contact with us throughout this entire time, just oh, showing, cool. his, showing yeah. his appreciation for just any of us that went, whether it was, you know, four or five of us, you know, hanging out in the brewery, just, you know, keeping them company and, you know, spreading the, spreading the love, spreading the word about Hop Squad. Uh, they've just been behind our backs the entire time. And to see how successful their watch parties are now yeah. and how everyone just shares amazing things about it and all their videos and pictures that people, you know, they love that venue and it's it's always the place to be, for sure. One of the first things I did with Los Verdes was um, we went to Hop Squad and had waters and sodas and beers, and we packaged them up and went to take them to the stadium and pass them out to the construction workers. Wow. And so we, you know, started at Hop Squad just packing everything up. They were awesome. They had a little space for us out there, too, to get everything ready, and they were super just excited for us to be there and and to just be a part of that. Man, that's so cool because – yeah, all and all of those breweries and Hop Squad. I know personally, especially you know during the the winter storm we just had, um, all those uh, they they used their ability to have you know enough water um, to to help the community, which is huge. And again, during a pandemic when you know uh, it's it's a tough time for everybody, they took that moment to to reach out to the community and right. say hey anybody that needs you guys if you don't have water you don't have food please come here um we'll help you out and they they open their doors specifically for that and so um yeah forever grateful for them they've been super supportive of of los verdes and um yeah just happy to see them thriving right. shout out to hopscot yeah. yeah and also like like for for what i see from the breweries here it's a community like there's no uh oh this is the best brewery, you know, in, in the world, in this side of town. Like, no, they all like, I see them all follow each other, like on social media. And I'm like, that's pretty cool because the sun shines for everybody. So for me, I'm a type of person that I like to walk between breweries. Uh, like I've, I've worked in this office for five years. 
So we've done it where we go from Port Tab to, <laughs> you know, Fairweather. Yeah, we've done the tour. <laughs> and actually, yeah. for, for Ryan, uh, yeah. he, we, we uh, his son, he we went and, he, and it was Friday. We were done working out here. And it's like, all right, man, uh, let's get food. And he's like, well, let me call Ryan and see if we can get food for him. I'm like, cool. And we were at Oscar, Oscars. And we walked to Oscars because it's like a block away. Like, eh, it's not going to be, it's gonna be okay. So then we ordered the food. And as we started leaving, it poured on us. So we were raining. (laughs) Luckily, his food didn't get wet, but it was it was super funny. Like I have like I have love for this out of town, especially because, like I've you know seen these places for you know a couple years already, and and I've I've experienced like from the beginning whenever they all started until now, Hop Squad, Edelberts, Oscars, Sealess, Fort Tap, Fairweather, Circle C. Yeah, and hopefully there's more to come. Yeah, so yeah. we actually just announced we're doing a collab with all these places. Every single one of these is making their own Los Verdes Pale Ale. What? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's kind of a way to connect awesome. everyone together and yeah. connect our group with all of them too. Because yeah, like you said, this this brewery area on here is is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that's cool. You know, like what do you think, man? Um, I was just gonna ask how was how was um, traveling. Since you've been uh, going, you know, to to these away games, how's the environment and everything there? Yeah, it's it's been a wild and, and fun ride. I mean, I've been fortunate to be able to go to to all these games, um, and and just sort of take that excitement of you know of Austin, of Los Verdes, and and just showcase it there and show those guys that were show the team that. You know, everyone. This is just a, a small bit of everyone back home that's supporting you, um, and and I, you know, it's it's largely been really welcoming at all the other, uh, all from all the other fan bases as well, from a lot of the supporters groups, um, just about every city that we've gone that I've gone to, and and every fan base I've met has been just like, hey, welcome to welcome to MLS. Like we're you know happy to have you guys here. Glad you guys traveled out. Um, and, and some, like I was saying before with sport, you know, I mean, you can get into these arguments uh, um, about about the game. But at the end of the day, the thing I love about sport is that, you, you know, I mean, it, it brings people together. So you have your teams. But what I saw from traveling, there were several fan bases that wanted to sit down and still have drinks with us or like, you know, we're just very welcoming, um, invited us to their home uh, home breweries, their home bars, their watch parties, wow. you know, or their their tailgating yeah. experiences, and shared those resources with us, and and it was it was really nice to see. It was um, it felt very welcoming, and uh, yeah, kind of you know gave this added sense of of pressure of you know Austin, and I know Austin will because it's a welcoming city, right. but to sort of return that um, now that we're going to have home games and we're going to have traveling fans here. Um, so we, you know, we can we can all fight about it during the ninety minutes, but <laughs> yeah. um, before and after, you know, it's it's Goes nice to, to have normal. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing, like you said about sports. I mean, it's uh, it's competitive. You know, we have to support our part, and uh, right after the game is over, um, we don't we don't remember about anything. You yeah, know? And it, it, we just come together as a as a community. Um, what What's, about you? Uh, what do you, what do you think? Um, Especially, you you went to one of the games away, right? Yeah, so I got to go to the Nashville game, and 
the atmosphere there, like seeing their supportive section, because they're also a very music-based city as well. So we had that similarity and just kind of feeling those vibes and kind of hearing their supporters group and everything. Obviously, we're, we were louder. But, you know, just kind of just seeing, seeing their passion and their love for the team kind of was just more inspiring more than anything. Like, okay, we, we can be this. We can be this level. Yeah. Man, that's pretty cool. Well, the one thing, like, say, you mentioned, you made a good point. You, you said a good point about, you know, at the end of the day, like, everything's forgotten in the field. Like, in Latin America, where we're from, it's not like that. <laughs> because, like, say, America, like, there are supporting sections from each team. They have to be on the other side of the stadium. You have to wait about an hour until one of them leaves, and then you get out. And outside of that, they still get into it, and they fight. <laughs> a little bit has changed over time. But it, it was a point of time where it was bad. And it, even in Argentina, like, it's the yeah. barras are, you know, like, mad crazy over there. Especially and in Salvador, too, Boca, there's even, you know. Too. There's always fighting and after the game. But like you said, there, there has to be a a community getting together for, for that to happen. Um, especially on these, like, in our countries, third world countries, um, it, they don't they don't understand that. And it's it's hard for them to, to come to... Uh, to a one to one as a whole. Yeah. And um, I feel like here we can probably just forget about the game after and just get together with anybody. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, part of it too is MLS compared to other countries. It's still, you know, fairly new, 20, 20 years. And, and so I think there's also, at least right now, amongst um, the different supporters groups and, and – and different teams, there's still kind of this community aspect of we're all trying to grow this sport. We all, you know, we want everyone in the league to do to to have a fan base and to have supporters and, and thrive because it makes it an atmosphere. And so it's it's still like fairly early for that. Um, but it's yeah, it's 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 nice to have. You know, I I hope I hope that lasts. And and I mean, it can only do that if we start that way and and continue down that path. But um, yeah, it's it's been nice. It's you know some some of the the away games, especially in the beginning that we went to, um, were obviously limited capacity because of COVID, and and so that was you know a, a little difficult because I know you know uh, like LAFC for instance, Seattle, um, LA Galaxy. These these places they have a vibrant fan base. They have great supporters, and they they fill their stadiums, and you could hear them, but it. It, it'll be nice um, for everyone to be able to get back to that 100% capacity. Yeah, especially with COVID, no? How, right. how, how was that? How was it organized? Yeah, um, I, like shout out to uh, Los Verdes, and uh, there are f- plenty of people within Los Verdes who worked hard. Serafina. You know? <laughs> Serafina <laughs> was holding it back home with the watch parties. K- Katie Ensign, Brad Trout, Jay Torres, these guys, um, you know, they worked really hard to sort of make this travel um, go seamlessly, you know, for, for whether we had a large group of people or a small group of people, you know, they coordinated with uh, our Austin's front office, the, the away team's front office to make sure we were able to get tickets, maybe, you know, if possible, sit together, um, you know, find uh, reach out to the different uh, so different away supporters groups and and try to to organize kind of a meetup, um, you know, hotel blocks, what, whatever we needed. They it, it was a group effort, but um, 
you know, a lot, lot of hard work that goes into that. And, you know, yeah, it's, I, I'm, like I said, fortunate, and, and it was fun for me to go to these games, but that doesn't happen without these guys doing all the organizing. You know, it's easy for me to to sit on a plane and show up with these tickets, right. but they got they did the hard work <laughs> but to there's make a, that. Man, and that's so cool because reaching out to our people, like, you know, I'm pretty sure Austin FC will respond, you know, but reaching out to the other side, hey, we were trying to come here and support some of them don't know what to do because of COVID. So, like, let me do the research and taking the extra step to accommodate you guys, whichever way possible, whether you guys are able to sit together or by sections. The fact that they were able to accommodate you guys, that is, like, golden. Like, yeah. that that speaks so much of the, you know, the professionalism of the league itself. Yeah. Because we've heard in other, like, countries where you're from the other side, like, we're not gonna help you. We're not gonna help you. Yeah. Yeah. Figure sure. yourself yourself out, and the fact that you know they were willing to sit down and and you know help you guys you know come travel come in and you know all you have to do is just buy your ticket for the game for your plane the hotel and that's it. Yeah, I think one of the so the, the second game in Denver uh, we had a pretty big showing as well and um, we were able surprisingly to bring in instruments and, um, and it was, we, we were loud. We were the loudest people in there, you know, and it was, it was amazing, but I don't know if that'll, they'll let that happen again, but yeah, that takes, again, that takes a lot of coordination, um, between the front offices, between our, our people in Los Verdes who are working hard to, to make that happen, to, to make it go so seamlessly. And, um, you know, we were able to, to put up our banners and, and, and showcase that support. Um, and every little bit of that, I think, helps. I mean, we got that first goal, first win there, and we shall always be special. Um, and like I said, that doesn't happen without this community of support. Um, and and this just, yeah, this just feeling of, uh, of excitement that everybody has for, for the team. And uh, whenever you travel there, like, do you drive? Do you fly? I, Did you walk? I mean, <laughs> uh, no walking yet, but um, I've flown to every game except this past weekend in Kansas City. Um, I went with a group of people. We took uh, two two cars and drove down. The others, luckily, except for the first time of Kansas City, were direct flights. Okay. And um, so, it was, yeah, I'm, I, I don't do too well in, in on long drives, so... Um, it was nice to be able to take kind of a direct flight to most of these places. And you made a stop at Nashville, right, on the way back, or did it, uh, this weekend? Well, I didn't stop in Nashville. One of the games was in okay. Nashville. Yeah. No, what? Didn't you get a tattoo? I didn't get Serafina's. Serafina got, got the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. Ser- Serafina's got the club tattoo. I got, I got yeah. messed up on a message. So, <laughs> yeah, tell us about that, Serafina. Yeah, <laughs> so we did this yesterday with the Triple Crown. Okay. And um, Joey Ortega, he's um, the one that's been in all the videos and ads for Austin OC. Yeah, we've been coordinating this for, I think, going about eight months or so. It kind of started as a joke, too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, let's get, let's get um, some Austin FC tattoos. And then kind of asked the club a little bit, kind of put that in their ear, and they're like, yeah, maybe we could do it. And then it wasn't until the past couple of days, honestly, that they were like, yeah, we're doing it. All right, sign up. Like, let's get this going. Mm-hmm. And so I was out there yesterday. I was actually out there for like 10 hours. Wow. Waiting the, and everything. Waiting? Yeah. Dedication. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dedication. 
<laughs> but she doesn't have a Chelsea tattoo, just uh, yeah. <laughs> However, those verdes over here. Do you have an Arsenal tattoo? I don't have any tattoos, <laughs> but if I were to get one, you know, it'd be half, half and half Arsenal, Austin. Okay, okay. I know it was really cool just to kind of uh, we had some media come out too and ask us you know about it and just you know why, why are we doing this and it's like you know you have a a crest and logo this beautiful you know yeah put it, put it on you it is a pretty yeah. cool logo it like, is it's, it's beautiful yeah simple and sweet yeah you know no like all the stripes and all this stuff not just yeah. simple I mean it, it's simple but it has a really cool story behind it you know you have the eleven leaves that represent the eleven players that are playing for us and then the whole four roots that come up together intertwined representing the north east south and west parts of Austin just that alone you know that's it, it looks just very simple like just a tree mm-hmm. when you know the story behind it it makes it just more meaningful right. there you go and she just basically explained exactly what yeah. the tree means yeah. that's pretty cool and then the colors too you know she's real when she right. the, the colors that represent like the vibrancy and then the creativity of austin you know verde is a very vibrant and creative color that's cool and uh say from from you guys traveling or being here have the players reached out to you guys you know presently like hey you know let's go meet up for coffee or something so i Uh, I haven't, but there, there's definitely been some some folks. Maybe Serafina can tell the story better than me. But um, there's there's definitely, I mean, all of these players. I will say, since they've been signed, uh, they've embraced the city of Austin, and I think it's just so it's so great to feel that right. Like we've embraced them, but they've embraced us back. And um, Diego Fagundes is one player who's definitely. Um, He, he's reached out for sure to some of some of the members of Los Verdes and um, Serafina, I'm going to let you El tell, the, tell the story of the, the football. We have a nickname story. for him. We call him <laughs> yeah. El Gallo because that's the, the rooster. The rooster, yeah. yeah. That's the guy that goes for all everything. of the ball. Yeah, he, all he fights in every, every game we have, yeah. we see him play. He's Absolutely, he he's hard. all in all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah, he went, when he first got here, went and played foot golf with a bunch of our members and that was just super cool to see, just this, you know, guy coming to our city and mm-hmm. just casually going out and playing foot golf with people. He came to uh, one of our supporters' practice, too, the same one that Matthew McConaughey was at. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was more excited to see him. Who's Matthew McConaughey? I'm just playing, Matty. When you see that, that player passion connection to all of our supporters, it's... Yeah, yeah and, and like I was saying before, I mean, that's where... You, to me, that's also like a, a huge part of this where you can feel that these players have this level of commitment to the club. And, and that's why Diego was loved in New England. You know, I mean, um, they're, they're all in and they, they're putting all this energy and their hearts out there for this club. And we're so, showing our support and we're all excited. But it's, uh, it's that nice community feeling and it goes back and forth. And, um, yeah, it's been pretty great. It's a mutual thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like I was hearing a story of Romania when he first know he first got signed he didn't know what even austin like where was it at and then he started seeing stories about it he's like oh that's pretty cool i wouldn't be there and he moved here he's like oh wow i made the right decision because <laughs> i mean they got together uh three players from guarani uh-huh. rodney redes cecilio and, and romania and romania's story was like i didn't know what austin was and that he comes here like oh man i'm glad i'm here yeah. and it's it's cool like how how everything you know like has gone for you guys, you know, like as, as, as fans, because at the end of the day, like the, the, the team is not just made out of the players that are in the field, but also the support behind it. And when you have experiences of like, say you go into every game 
and you know seeing every every you know game there and experience every game like that's something that's amazing and then you're here like doing something big which is like amazing. you know like yeah. setting up all these events and you know like i'm pretty sure yeah. there's a lot of meetings and i'm pretty sure a lot of stuff could be tiring but whenever you see that you know like that amount of people coming in and supporting is kind of like oh it's all it, worth it, it is it's a lot of work but it's worth it especially like our watch parties you know a lot a lot goes behind that coordinating like the smallest details but when we get everyone there and everyone is having a great time when la murga comes in and makes this huge entrance with the drums and everyone playing and the smoke's going off like it and you see all these people you know just get out their phones and take pictures and want to know more about it that's a, it's a really cool feeling yeah nice. i mean i mean you know like someone like me wanting to go to every game serafina getting a tattoo like that doesn't happen without the entire community the the excitement this you know this thing that this feeling that los verdes la murga that that they're working to create it's it's palpable and it's just like i said like we wouldn't even be here talking about this like you guys having a podcast you know for the for this uh, for this purpose, for this team talking about soccer, I mean, it's it's huge. It's huge for this city, and um, I'm I'm just really excited for the team to be back home, for Austin to be able, all of Austin to kind of be able to experience experience this team and the rest of um, MLS in the country to sort of see just how great Austin is and how 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 excited we are and what we can bring. Yeah, the excitement for Saturday is, like, surreal because Oof. everyone's been saying Austin is a soccer city. You look at all right. of our ratings, everyone watching these these huge games and everything. You go out to parks and there's people playing soccer everywhere, you right. know, kids, adults. And then everyone has their different teams that they root for, you know, <laughs> Arsenal, yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. But the one thing we have in common is Austin. To finally all come together, despite, you know, our little rivalries and stuff, you know, we all have this one team that we're all supporting behind in right. Austin. Which is a cool part because it feels like you're at home. Yeah, like exactly. it feels home. Uh, well, like now we we're challenged to do something, man. Because when I already went to the, all the games, I know. and the, you know the other guys got the tattoo. Are we gonna <laughs> walk in and shave our off? What are we gonna do, man? You know, are we gonna shave our heads off? You know, what are we gonna do, man? Something we yeah. have to do. Right. Something. We have to the game is coming this Saturday. Idea, so. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a uh, so another you know question like one question that I have is we went through a a rough time of losing three games in a row. And when you're seeing it on TV is one thing. But when you're there, like you have seen these players almost every weekend. Like, what was your thoughts going through that? Like, did you feel like, can you sense the players like, kind of like, oh man, I'm letting people down. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're, first of all, they're professionals, so they have to play, you know, like with everything they have. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, it's a new team. And, coping with the fact that, like, ah, oh, three games that we lost. And then how, how was your experience, like, seeing them, you know, like, in those games that they were losing? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's tough, you know. I think, again, one of the other um, big ideals that Los Verdes, La Murga, you know, that we're trying to create here is that you, you support your team, whether you're up or down. And it's obviously harder to support when they're when they're down for a lot of fans, but that's when they need it most. You know, in that first game, I mean, it was tough. It was Kansas City and we scored right away within the first I think it was in the ninth minute, ninth, tenth minute that we scored and that was huge. Um but that's a tough place to play in Kansas City. And that team we saw last weekend, we saw in the first game, I mean they put the pressure on for all ninety minutes. 
And and that that first game, I you know, it, it was you know, of course you want to win, and so it was a little bit sad to lose. But at the same time, I mean, we were winning for for about sixty minutes, and it's unfortunate, you know, that we got a second yellow and had a red card. But once that happens, at that point, you're just trying not. I mean, it, most teams are, are are looking to just hold on there. I mean, you're expected at that point to lose, and so I think you know we lost two one, but um, that's going to be hard for anybody. And so that that was tough. I think that was you know a rough one. And then the next game, I mean, it's LA Galaxy. Yes. Um, that's again. I mean, we're we're an underdog. We're an underdog as it is as being an expansion team, and now you're going against Chicharito and LA Galaxy and Chicharito. that. That, yeah, that fan base. And, and again, but but going there, you know, um, Stuver stopped that penalty from yes. Chicharito. Yes. Huge, huge. Yeah. That's that's a that's a big thing. And 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 even that, I think there were some takeaways. I end up, you know, when you're watching the game in person, sometimes you see things you don't see things. So I end up watching the game again just to be like, oh, like, is it what I saw when I was there? You know, and um, there were, I think, still a lot of good things. I mean. Um, we had some chances. There were some shots there, and like, yeah, they were missed. But, but the fact that we had those chances for an expansion team on the road all this time against a, a team like LA Galaxy, I think you know they were just coming off of their win against uh, LAFC, and um, so you know I wasn't I I wasn't down. It was I, I you know I felt worse for the players because it's it, that's hard to right. to get that momentum back and then. Nashville, I think that was a tough one because um, we had the goal called back. Uh, again, though, they're a very defensive team. We knew going into that. And and that was the first time I think I I noticed after the game that you, you it, it felt you could see that the players, you know, they didn't, they didn't play the best, but you, it, they looked like um, that, you know, seven games of travel – six games of travel tired. Yeah, yeah that it was wearing on them yeah. and it has to be in um especially with covid recently a lot of the games that they've been going to they've had to train fly in that day play and then that's hard to do for any team so i i think given all that um it, it would have been nice but where we are uh, i'm I think to get eight points out of out of this game to come in, and now we'll see, and hopefully this gives them a boost being home, and we're able to get some wins. But um, you know, I'm, I, I, and maybe I'm in the minority, but I, and I, I don't want to be an apologist for the team, but it is a brand new team. I think you know maybe you get further into like the second season, you kind of see, but they're trying to build something, and um, you know, I, I'm so far happy with with what they've done, and we'll see how they do at home. Yeah, since we started uh, the podcast, we were saying how they're a new team, you right. know, how we have to be patient, patient. with it. Yeah. We have to uh, accept win- uh, losses and wins. And um, for the most part, I think it's been an okay team, you know, especially because they're brand new, brand yeah. new team. So um, basically the players are barely, you know, getting together, knowing how to play together. So it's going to be a process. It's going to be a long process, and we have to be ready for that. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that, that was our mentality from the beginning. There's that for sure, and we talked about some of the younger players. I mean, we've we've got, um, you know, some some players coming out of the draft that are playing. I mean, they're new to even MLS, let alone a brand-new team. Yeah, and, 
And, um, you know, Stuver's been amazing, but he wasn't, this is the first time he's been starting and he's amazing. And we haven't even spent that much money, you know, and there's still, yeah, yeah, there's still a summer transfer window to come. And so I think there's, you know, there's definitely some growing pains there's, but there's time and, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud of, I think where we're, we're at now and there's a whole lot of season left. Yes. Right. And, and we're talking about that last time we're. You can see the players feeling tired after a natural game, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and we even mentioned that here. It's like, man, they look tired. They they need that home, like you know, they need that recharge. And then they get their second win against Seattle Sounders, oh, a, a very yeah. tough team. And they they tie zero zero, uh, yeah. but they came out zero zero with one of the best. Like that, I think it's a reigning champion. Yeah. yeah. So the cool thing about that was they um, did something for the supporters that game. Uh, we had a watch party down at Leicester, Leicester Pearl down south. And right before the game, they had a little video, you know, saying you know, we're thankful for all y'all supporters for being there the entire time. Your first round of drinks is on us. And so just having that connection, you know, even though they were all the way over there and we were here, like we knew that, hey, we got y'all. Y'all got us. That's cool. And then this, you know, past weekend, the viewing party was here at the stadium. Yeah. And they actually got to show some of the fans in the stadium. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the players were like... Okay, we're almost there, guys. Almost we're almost there. there. Yes. And now that we're here, it's kind of like we're just waiting, basically. Yeah, we're That's waiting. Like, and it's like I couldn't sleep like that night before the game. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. Like I couldn't. I was just excited about you know like like the game and excited about like this episode because I'm like, man, we're gonna have someone that actually their story was like public <laughs> and and our our you know like our point like the way we want to do this is like you know the many stories we get from people that are not celebrities is kind of like cool you know like your story like being you know like mentioned for every game that you've gone and then everything that's going on with, with Los Verdes is like I was like oh man we're we're you know hopefully we get more of these we feel special yes yeah we're honored yeah, to have yeah. you guys here, here. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us honestly like I mean we we could talk about this all day every yeah. day so yes. it's it's fun yes and it, it's cool because now it's like you see the stadium, and like we said earlier, it feels like home, and it's so simple. Like it's like I've gone, I've seen it from the store, but I didn't go inside of it, and I was like, man, this is a very beautiful stadium. This it's a whole it different feeling that you yeah. feel when you walk in there. Yeah. It's right, like, it feels yeah. like home. You, you know, feel that yeah. energy. You know, we we've been lucky enough to kind of get in there for kind of you know our chant practices and kind of you know just little things that we've been kind of working on, getting ready for game day. But for Saturday to walk up to the stadium and see people all around waiting to get in waiting to go inside of here and just sharing that with everyone else that that was awesome you know that we just the excitement being there and everyone's finally like this stadium's beautiful and, and you know being able to look out from the supporter section and see people sitting you know way up top way down over here you know it's like all right you know we're getting there i know yeah i was like I can feel everybody's energy right now, especially yeah. when we scored, you know, everybody oh, yeah. went crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and it wasn't even, what, it was probably like maybe 10, 10, 10% maybe yeah. of people, oh, I don't know. I think it was like 7,000, 7,000 people see? were in there. And it's like, ooh, imagine when it's like completely full and yeah. it's going to be so, so different. I mean, 7,000 people in that stadium to watch on a TV, on, yeah. Yeah. which is amazing, you know, <laughs> exactly. and for a brand new team that it, this isn't like a final, this is just one game. Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't wait, like... Saturday is it can't come soon enough, but it's going to be amazing. Right. 
Yeah, and one thing like the grass, I think they're treating it with the lamp system that they use yeah. in Europe mm-hmm. so it can stay warm and grow. So that's pretty cool because I know for sure we're going to have good grass. Oh, we, yeah. I literally thought it was like uh, fake grass, you know, yeah. turf. And I was like, is it? Cause, uh, and then my friends went to ask the security downstairs and... And he was no, it's real grass. And yeah, they like, they flew it in from Arizona, I think, yeah. is where they said. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, amazing. It looks yeah, beautiful. yeah. That grounds crew, I mean, amazing again. Like everyone over there too. That front office has been working long hours. That grounds crew, they like they're getting it ready, you know. And yeah, can't wait. Yeah, shout out to I would say I I would say this is, I mean, not considering I put it inside YouTube football. YouTube football is always going to be there. But I feel like this weekend that we're going to have in Austin is going to be in the books forever. One to remember, I think. Right, one to remember because the first, you know, like, like this, actually this next two months are going to be something that the women's game is going to happen on Wednesday against Nigeria. And then the home game against, you know, earthquakes. And then the Copa de Oro, which is going to be, you know, like played here, the semifinals. So we get a chance to see, um, not just like another game, like a semifinal. That's going to bring something. Yeah. And then like everything else is going to happen with the team as we go. And if they do good enough, they get in those rounds, like in those positions, we can qualify to the CONCACAF champions, Mm -hmm. which you play other countries. And if you keep going and you get lucky, you can get to the (laughs) Club World Cup. Yeah. I mean, just like... It opens up your possibility of what could happen in Austin, and like, like for the fact that like even on a on a Euro Cup game, like I was watching earlier, they mentioned the women's game this weekend. I'm like, oh, and it's like down the street. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Let's go. It's yeah. I mean, Austin's gonna. Austin was probably on the map before, but to get this national and maybe world attention for soccer is gonna be amazing. Right, right. And hopefully, like you know, like the stadium and the the team itself brings more joy. Uh, and even if, you know, whether they lose or win, the love for the team is going to be unconditional. And the one thing I also hope is for, for growth in the, in, the, in the city, you know, like economically, like everyone gets to share the cake, like not just one part in the team itself. Like hopefully everyone, you know, whether it's whatever industry they're working on, they can feel be part of that and not left out. Um, so, and I, I'm pretty sure you guys are striving to do that with Los Verdes. Yeah. Los Verdes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, there's definitely, um, and we're so fortunate in Los Verdes to have so many talented creative minds in, in all different aspects, you know, like artistic, um, musically talented, like just across all different boards. And I, yeah, I, I hope that continues not just uh, with the supporters, supporters groups, but... Um, with the club itself, and and I know there have been some initiatives like that, but to reach out to all of Austin, like you said, I mean, this team's for all of Austin. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, now we're going to, you know, we're going to still talk about soccer. This one's 100% about soccer, <laughs> yes, so sure. if you don't like yeah. soccer, I'm sorry, next. but uh, we have to. You will soon. But next. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so we started, you know, like, the Euro Cup was going on this weekend. I totally forgot it was going to start this weekend. What? I know, man. I, that's how I've been busy, dude. Like, you know, working, you know, like, trying to get, you know, like, yeah. this, that. And yeah, 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 yeah. more excited about here than over there. And, and you know, like, we're wishing Eric, uh, Eric, Christian Erickson, yeah. you know, Christian Erickson. the uh, speedy recovery. Um, 
That was a very scary thing oh, that, that happened. Was, that was wild, yeah. And it's crazy that it happened on live TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a little bit more... Uh, nobody was ready for something like that. Right. I don't yeah. think nobody's ready for anything like yeah. that. And it's like, you know, wishing he, he gets better and, you know, like, takes his time coming back to the pitch. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, no matter what team, what country you're from, like, that's just, you know, what a sport in general. Like, it's a sad thing. Yeah. Um, and another thing is... You know, the Euro started. It started a little slower than the usual ones. Like, the game's kind of been, like, a little calmer. You know, like, I've seen a little more action in the past. Maybe because a lot of the teams are younger. I think the only team that did pretty good was France, France? right? Yeah. And even Spain earlier, like, they tied 0-0 against Sweden. It was a, a boring game, actually. I was, I was falling asleep, man. I'm sorry. I love you, Spain, you know. I mean, yeah, Spain <laughs> is one of my, you know, go-to, like, yeah. selecciones, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, I felt like... They didn't uh -huh. give me a good impression, you know. I was like, I was waiting for more. I, yeah. Did always, you guys watch yeah, the was, game? I saw, I caught a couple of them, but um, mostly highlights since I was traveling in yeah. a bit. But Since you were coming back from the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah from right. the game. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I think, I mean, that's going to be fun to watch too, right? I, I think, yes, some of those games started off a bit slow, but hopefully. Uh, it picks up. Yeah, it picks right, up. Right. Yeah. And it's weird because, I mean, over there, there's still, like, a, a limited capacity in the fans. Yeah. And then we look at, you know, like, South America, the Copa America. Copa America. There's oh, wow. no yeah. no yeah. fans in the stadiums. Yeah. And it's a whole different story right, right there. A whole different story. It had to be, re, you know, like, relocated to Brazil mm -hmm. because they can't host it in Colombia and Argentina. Sorry, that happens. And they're almost this close to bringing it to the U.S. Like, but... That, I wish it would. I mean, have. imagine if you know like <laughs> Copa America here, one game yeah. down the street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they they had Copa America right a couple years ago here. Right. It was in 2016. 2016, yeah. yeah, early, yeah, um, which was huge. I think that right. was very cool to be able. I mean, I, what Argentina played in Houston. Yes, um, I went to that. Yeah. I went to two games: the Mexico Venezuela, yeah, and Argentina U.S. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that that would have been cool too. But yeah, it's 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 a shame because it's tough to to have that without fans. Right, yeah. it's, and especially in South America, man. like the, yeah. the like for them, the World Cup. Like say when you compare like the like the club level, Copa Libertadores, which is the Champions League version of South America. Mm -hmm. Like the teams are passionate about that because for them that's their bragging rights for the year. Yeah, like if you think the Champions League was big, like globally. Like, over there, it's kind of like Boca, River, Palmeiras, Flamengo. They're but all it's, going. It's, it's the teams and the Inchas, the yeah. support right. group, you know. They're the ones going hard, too, so it's it's cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and from that, it was just like, um, it's it's cool that we're going and we're watching, we're watching the countries play against each other, which is something that brings a little more, you know, like a different type of feeling of the game. Yeah, de definitely a different feel. Um yeah, it's it's nice to have that kind of that international break in between to kind of get that that aspect of the game right. too. Like you said, it's different, right? And and like like in America, you know, we have people. No, the United States, we have people from all over the place. So there's someone I was talking about their team. Like like our you know our group, we have a group of guys that we play. It's like 20 of us, guys and girls, and I would say everyone is. From different countries, very so, diverse. Yeah. yeah, the talks that we have is like, <laughs> like we, we took a lot of 
smack to everybody. We talk a lot of smack between each other, and we can talk for hours about something. Yeah. And our wives are always like, every game is important, like, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what about the past game? I'm like, whoa, that was for the other different league. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah, but it, it's it's cool, you know, like, to have that, to to interact with, with, player, with people from different countries, especially because... Like in Mexico, you know, the, like the majority of people are Mexican over there, so they're gonna cheer for Mexico or even El Salvador. Right. So it's like when you have all these people from different countries. And I was watching uh, last year the not like four years ago the qualifiers at Ojos Locos, and they oh, had man. they had <laughs> because of that. <laughs> There's it's kind of like the Hooter like the Hooters version of Spanish <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> But like Hooters, like version of Spanish restaurants. <laughs> and they were showing the qualifiers for South America and they were in the same game, like the same time, the last game. And everybody was like, literally, well, no matter, like, because the, the table was so tight, no matter, like, if someone would win, it would affect the other people. Yeah. So you had Colombians on one side, Venezuelans on the other side, Mexicans over here just like, you know, talking yeah. smack, Argentinians. Three Brazilians in their screens watching the game, and every time someone scores, you can hear the chat. And you can hear someone's like, "What the heck, man!" <laughs> and then I, my wife came in, and she's like, "Oh my god, now I know why you guys are crazy." <laughs> like I told you. Yeah. So, like leading from that, like another experience is like the World Cup. Um, all the beer and parties that we had, like we made a us, we made a bar run out of. Modelo oh, beer. <laughs> yeah. for the Mexico yeah. South South Africa South Korea game. Korea, yeah. Oh, those yeah, those were. We great we games we pretty it. much ended up texting each other. Did you get home? Or like we actually walked out together. <laughs> crazy, you, crazy. You closed the bar down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, "There's no more Modelo." Like, you guys finished it. I'm like, oh, "Can we get something else?" <laughs> but it, it was cool. Um, so from that like. Father's Day is coming up this coming weekend. Um, oh, yeah. Happy Father's Day. Feliz de los padres, parto los padres. And the ones that, you know, like, chose to be fathers, and even though they're not your kids. Um, we want to just, like, like how we did it for Mother's Day is we had, like, one or two experiences you want to share. You know, we, about your dad. Um, you don't have to. You don't want. But, you know, if you guys want to share one, or I can start with mine, and we can go around the table, whichever you guys pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick break. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So I do have a story. Um, and I was like in 2000, in the year 2000, we were living in Mexico. And my dad, uh, there was a game for the Confederations Cup. It was Mexico and Bolivia. And I put it in my, my dad's mind. To, let's go. Let's go. Like, we've never gone to the Azteca. Like, I really want to go. So it's like, all right, cool. So then there was my, my uncle. He ended up coming with us. So we got to the game a little late, and it was cool, you know. Like, we walked in a, sta a stadium, and it was like, for me, it was like a different experience because, like, I've never been to a live game, and I got to watch it. And I, the players that I like, they're there, and I'm like, hey, this is so cool. And it was actually a game that the whole world is watching, so it was, it was even better, you know, um, because it wasn't just like a friendly game because those tend to get kind of boring. So we were super excited. So excited that we left the stadium and we get in the car. My dad lost the keys to the car. <laughs> oh, no. So we were, uh, it was like my grandpa's car. So then we had to like stay overnight 
because we didn't have a replacement. Yeah. And then the, the stadium was an hour away from where we lived, so we ended up taking the metro to my grandpa's house, and my dad came back the other night with a replacement key <laughs> so he can open up the car. And it was cool because, yeah, at that moment you're like, oh, man, this sucks. But then you're going to spend the night in front of the stadium you've always dreamed of when you see on TV. Yeah. And they had a bunch of banners. like It's like a bunch of like arcs that are, you know, holding the stadium up. So in between those arcs, they have, you know, flags. And it was like, oh, man, this is so cool. And Instagram wasn't around there. So imagine if I would have had, like, an Instagram, you know, account to take pictures. Like, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Don't pick me up. I want to stay here. <laughs> so that was, that was like, something cool. And then the other one was, like, America was going to play Boca. And the uh, Libertadores, my the same uncle that came with us that day, we were gonna go. But the was like, no, nah, there's not enough money. And my uncle was like, ah, I'll, I'll pay for him. Like, no, no, because we're gonna come to the U.S. and we needed money to, yeah, you know, to cross the border. So I was like, I thought about like, so every time like there's a game and I invite my dad, I'm like, you wanna go? Nah, you're not going. Nah, I still invite him. Like, hey, let's go and I got you. <laughs> but for the most part, I always I always give my dad, you know, like I give him crap. I'm like, yeah. You know, I used to go to all the America games in the 80s. <laughs> you never took me when I was a baby. Yeah. Well, now I go by myself. <laughs> but, I, I mean, we, we go. We've gone to the games together, like the Barcelona-Roma. And yeah. even when America has played in Houston. Because, you know, you know America? Yeah. Yeah, the best team in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, and, uh, so, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, for, for me, it was like every time that with my dad, like, we used to always get mad at each other. But when there was a soccer game, or just like, okay, let's watch a game. And Aaron, it's just like easing up from there. Yeah, that's great. You guys have a one story? I, I have a story. Um, my dad would, um, well, he already passed away. But um, uh, I remember when I was younger, one of the things that I would love, love to do was to go work with him, you know. Because I was young, and he will he would drive 18-wheelers. Uh, and he, he basically would travel to the to the capital of the of the uh, city where I would live or where the and um, I remembered uh, I would have to wake up really early to actually get ready and go with him because he would leave re- really early like around 4 a.m mm-hmm. and um, that will that was one of the things that I would I was um, I would always like be ready for you know and um, I remembered uh, whenever we would get to the to the place that he was gonna basically remove everything that he had on the 18 wheeler i was the one you know getting out of the truck going out uh, to the back and basically helping him he didn't have to but he would let me do it. he's like oh, okay go ahead go go work and now I, I it was just the feeling of me helping him work you know that i really loved and 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 that's probably one thing i would say otra por favor you know another one another one of those just to remember that feeling of helping him provide for us basically yeah he, he yeah. made you nope. feel like you were important exactly you were yeah. doing yeah. something to yes. help everyone else it was so cool <laughs> it's great do you have a do you have a special thing or yeah yeah some things um so kind of like what you're saying my dad um is a mechanic 
And so I would go with him to fix cars with him, with him and just, like, keep him company more than anything. But he'd tell me, like, hey, go get me this, go get me that, you know, and go help him out. And, you know, it's just mainly just me going over there, grabbing a wrench, bringing it to him. But that Holding the lamp. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Holding the lamp, getting that angle right, can't move, yeah. can't still. Nice. Yep, yep, I did that. <laughs> but, uh, my dad um, was actually my first coach growing up. You know, my parents had two girls first, and they wanted to get us into soccer because they wanted to keep us athletic and doing stuff. And... They, you know, we couldn't afford to be on a club or select teams and stuff. So we found a local rec league in, in Dallas. And my dad was our coach. My mom was our manager. Um, all of our teammates were our friends from school in the neighborhood. And, you know, we just go out there, like, spend the whole day and then on the fields and everything. Um, so it was really cool kind of just learning from my dad, coaching. Some people, you know, don't have a good experience with their dads being their coaches, you know, them being tough on them. But, you know, I, I loved my dad being my coach. He taught me to love the sport and how to be a good coach. Like, I'm a coach now. I nice. work with kids in soccer, and I think I carry that with me because how much of an impact it made, you know, That's being out there with my friends and having my parents right there and supporting us and carry that with me now. Nice, nice. Um, so, like, really with my dad, my dad was a coach for our team. Yeah. He, he wasn't tough on us, but he always get in a fight with the ref. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. Even up to this day, when he's my, my nephew play. Yeah, yeah. They have to, like, hey, guy, either come down or you're out. So... <laughs> And how about you? Yeah, I I mean, I, I could probably share a million stories, but I think, like, similar to what everybody's saying. So my my parents um, came to the U.S. from India, and my brothers and I, we were all born here, so we're first generation. But my dad, I mean, he, he followed and watched cricket, but other than that, probably, you know, didn't, didn't play any of the sports that are known here in the States. Um but he became a fan of all different sports here, and he took interest in it. And he, um, same thing, like, he was, like, he was my first coach for everything. Like, he would teach us in the backyard. And I have two brothers, one older, one younger. Um, but he'd play catch with me, too. I mean, he didn't treat me nice. any different than my brothers. And we, yeah, we, you know, we'd play catch. He would, um, we would play soccer. We would play basketball, whatever. It, it didn't matter. He wanted to make sure that we were... Uh, we experienced everything that he didn't get to experience. And, you know, whether we stuck with it or not was on us, but um, he made sure to, to treat us all the same and, and take interest in all of those in case that was something we were interested in. And, uh, I, yeah, I think that's that's special and that's, you know, something coming from an immigrant family and and people who don't know any anything about, you know, a country or its uh, its sports or other traditions. That's... That was special. Right. Because cricket is big in India, right? Yeah, cricket's very big there. And I, I mean, kind of similar to, you know, pick up games here of all different sports. In India, that's sort of, that's the kind of pick up games that they, they would play. Um, but, but yeah, he used to, he used to follow it. Um, now, you know, there's, you, you can get uh, international broadcasts of, of channels from India and other countries, but Growing up, we you, there was nothing like that. So he used to to get videos of these games that were already played. But he'd have videos and he'd rewatch these cricket games, which last for like days. Some of right. those games, um, but but that's how much of a fan he was. And um, yeah, he he used to take us. I, I'm a huge Yankees fan as well, and he used to take us to Yankee Stadium, and we'd get on the bus. You know, he'd take the three of us and just him, and we'd go and. Um, yeah, it was great. So my love of sports comes from him and watching and playing with him. Yeah. Man, it's cool because 
from that this group. Yeah. Like the Austin FC uh, part group. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool and, and that's good, you know, like when you have, you know, memories with your dad where you did something together. You yeah. know, and, and and especially sports, like for us, like I would say a lot of us would relate with that part of sports. Definitely. And yeah. and the fact that like, you know, he didn't leave you out and on playing them actually got you to encourage you to experience them. Mm-hmm. That's something that it's it's pretty cool because you embrace that and you grow up like understanding it. So when you you know, you have more, you might, you have more other things to think about besides just life. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. there's a game going on. There's two hours, no matter what happens. That's right. I'm going to think about this game. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything else is on pause. You know, everything else that's going on in your life is on pause and you're just enjoying this game. That's good. And are you a strict coach or you're a pretty laid back coach? I'm pretty, you, I work with really young kids, like two to eight years old. So you have to be super laid back and <laughs> silly and fun and just um, for the kids that I work with, we're their first coach for the most part. And so you have to automatically from the very beginning, just put that, like, love the sport right there, plant that right. into them. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I coached some kids, too. It was for NASA. Okay, yeah. Uh, but they were just a little bit older. It was a little bit tougher to actually coach. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can relate to what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, Especially because they think they know it all, right? And because yeah. the, the kids I was coaching, they were like 15, 16 years old. So they, you know, <laughs> they don't want to listen. Yeah, to they you. didn't want to listen to, especially to a short guy, right? <laughs> like what to do. But whenever I would get the ball, they would start listening. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, um, like, I've been playing since I was little, so I would try to give him the, the same mentality I, I got when I was little. So. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you flowers here. Throwing thank you, flowers. you, thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, well, this pretty much wraps it up for now. Uh, you guys have anything to share? Any upcoming events that you guys want to share? Your social media social accounts? Media. Upcoming event? Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. So, good, good. I'm looking forward to it. I know. We can't wait. We, we, we're like, we were... Waiting for this moment. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, before game day, though, the night before, La Murga is hosting an event at Oscar Blues. Kind of like a whole get everyone excited, game day hype and everything, and, and bring the brand out there. There's going to be a lot of music. You know, that's when we're um, dropping one of the Los Ferres Pale Ales at Oscar, Oscar Blues. And so, yeah, it's going to so be we, we know build no, up, build you're up not gonna be able You're not going to be able to sleep anyway. So you <laughs> might as well yeah, come out. Well, right. Exactly. Yeah. Come yeah. out and drink yeah. some of that. Yeah, get yeah. hyped yeah. with all of us. Yeah. Um, what time was the event? Oh man, I think it it might start at five, but let me, yeah, I'm I mean, gonna tell you exactly. We're gonna be we're gonna be going all day though. Yeah, right. 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 we're going all week. All week, <laughs> yeah. party's all week right now. Yeah. At this, point. this was like the only day off because from from here to like Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> pretty packed. Yeah, yeah so. Six p.m. Six p.m. Yeah, there we go. I think I have a game on Friday, but uh, probably after. Maybe we can make it like after party or whatever yeah we'll be, we'll be going yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. be going all, uh, for yeah. a long time i think yeah. we're gonna try to go to midnight and, and ring in ring in game day ring in game day. we're gonna see like people going to the stadium and just chant. that'd be pretty cool like we have people like before the game just like going there you know cops will be like what the heck is going <laughs> yeah. on but, like this is just the beginning that's right yeah. all right well this wraps up the 10th episode of otra por favor otra por favor roma and Serafina, thank you for coming, and we appreciate you guys. You guys are actually the first female guest in our podcast. Yeah, so yeah. This is awesome, you know. Um, and you're actually gonna open up the series for 
the female guests that we're going to have in the future. I would say June, the rest of June and July is going to be female guests. So Love it. Love you it. Well, thank like, you, thank you guys for having us. This was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, can't wait to hear more. Yes. Uh, this episode will be released on Thursday, June 17th, right? June 17th. Okay. So, yeah, just be on the lookout for it. Um and follow us. Anything you want, you want to say, Chaparro? Um, a, los, a los que hablan español, uh, síguenos escuchando. Uh, ahora tuvimos a dos invitados muy especiales. Uh, básicamente son de la barra del Austin FC. Este, una de ellas ha estado viajando en los juegos, uh, que, que ha estado uh, en, otros, en otros estados, otras ciudades. Y este, estamos dando, estamos, ella está dando su experiencia de cómo le fue y cómo fue todo, todo organizado. Este, acuérdense, síganos escuchando, síganos en otraporfavor.com, en las redes sociales. Muchas gracias por escucharnos. los Richie. Adiós. Hasta la próxima. Chao. Bye. Pórtense bien. <música>